This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com. Okay, hello and welcome to the Blue Review Can Special Podcast. Uh, this is our third one, if anyone's not been listening yet. Um, pretty much the end of the festival now. It's, it's the last Saturday. Uh, they announced the winner tomorrow. Um, there's a last. There's just two more films on tonight, um, which we don't have tickets for, but we'll try and watch tomorrow. There's uh, uh, Jim Jarmusch's... I've forgotten the names of all these now. What's it called again? <laughs> um, I can't remember either. <laughs> Venus and Fair is Polanski's. Oh, yeah, Polanski's Venus and Fair. And then, uh, then uh, Jim Jarmusch's... Vampire. Vampire sort of type film. God, I can't remember. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, we're all a bit knackered. Uh, it was just me and Darren left at the festival as well. Uh, James and Chong went home uh, this morning. Um, yeah. And uh, we've got a lot of catching up to do. We haven't watched loads since we last recorded the podcast, but we never actually finished reviewing everything in the last podcast. So yeah, let's get. Where did we get up to? Where do we? We got up to uh, the next. We got up to only God forgives, and the next one that we all we all watched um, was La Vida Del. No, it was oh. uh, Nothing Bad Can Happen or Torrid Danced as the German uh, is the German title. Yeah, and that was in it's in Uncertain Regard. Um, and yeah, a German film, as I, as I mentioned. Is, is she a first-time director? I think Catherine uh, Gebb. Um, I think she is, yeah. I think she's a first-time director, yeah. Uh, and it's about a a guy called Torrey, a uh, sort of skinny, sort of slightly odd sort of guy, who, or a kid, I guess, he's not, he's, he's, I don't know, a teenager, sort of late teens, uh, early 20s or something. Um, and he, at the start of the film, you see that he's a member of this sort of weird group called the Jesus Freaks uh, and it's basically like sort of punk Christians so like they're obviously strongly sort of religious but they, they do it in their own sort of way and they've got all the music and all this sort of stuff um, so yeah he's part of this sort of group and uh, near the beginning he sort of performs this bizarre sort of miracle sort of a miracle, a minor miracle that um, we never really truly explained what caused it um, uh, but that's not really important. But they basically make this guy's car start. Um, just just happen happen by him at this petrol station. Uh, and this guy sort of takes a bit of an interest in Torrey, the um, the kid. And through a sort of series of uh, uh, chance meetings and all this sort of thing. Um, when they're not a chance meeting, sorry, yeah, the, the man goes to one of their sort of concerts, doesn't he? He goes to the, yeah. he goes to the group and he sort of sees Torrey again. And he sort of takes him home with him because Tori has like a fit. He, he's got e- epilepsy and he occasionally has these fits. Um, although he sort of believes it's sort of God uh, coming down to him and giving giving him these fits. Um, but yeah, anyway, he has an epileptic fit. Uh, the guy takes him home uh, to his house, and uh, this is like the audio book version. Yeah, of I'm story. telling the entire. So I'm getting a bit either. But yeah, anyway, but yeah, but, but basically the, there becomes this sort of strange relationship between the, the two of them. This this this, this guy um, who sort of takes him under his wing, uh, he's not religious himself, but he finds, I get, at the beginning at least, sort of, he finds, he seems to find Toro just quite interesting and sort of wants to 
uh, wants to help him, and he and uh, he ends up living with them. He ends up becoming part of their family because he's also this man is uh, he's got a wife, and uh, the wife has got two kids. So there's a lot of little family going on already, and uh, he sort of joins it, ends up living with them and eating with them and helping him out on the um, sort of allotment because they're living on a through the summer in this allotment. Um, yeah, so it starts off a bit sort of curious, uh, and. It gradually sort of gets darker and darker and darker as you start to realise that this man is actually a pretty nasty, really nasty piece of work. He's he's abusing his daughter. Um, uh, there's hints that it may be a little bit of abuse in his wife as well. Uh, but then he sort of channels all of his sort of anger towards Tora eventually, and he and he just starts really pushing him and pushing him. And because uh, Tora is quite a sort of a weak individual and, and he just keeps pushing him and doing more and more sort of horrible things to him and and Torre, i mean he's, he's having a hard time he starts to realize that he's getting abused um but he sees it um he sees it as a a test from god so he's still he, he endures and just keeps taking all this abuse and all this horrific stuff that happens to him and uh and yeah well i can give away what happens but it, it carries on from there really um yeah and uh, although the god, the kind of religious parallel, you could pretty much guess. Yeah, you guess from how we're explaining it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's obvi- obviously got a lot of religious parallels. And I mean, it's it's not just hidden metaphors. It's quite clearly because because the is religious, he clearly sort of states what he believes is happening and what he believes he's doing and and why uh, for God and all this sort of thing. Um, yeah, so it's quite. Uh, yeah, so what did I think about? Um, I quite liked this. It was. It was. A, it was a decent. It was a powerful film. It's pretty fucked up. Um, sort of again, like the sort of a lot of the uncertain regard competition films. It sounds boring to say, but yeah, it was, it was well well directed. Sort of um, looks and that didn't look that nice, I guess, but um, sort of well constructed and well performed and everything like that. Uh, and it was very powerful and, and interesting is sort of um i'm not religious myself but uh i do find it quite interesting so a film about religion like this was was kind of interesting and it didn't seem although it it's an odd one because it, it kind of seems sort of very sort of at times it sort of feels as though it's especially the, the sort of final message it feels like it's sort of um quite a christian film almost uh and sort of takes what uh, Tori's beliefs are as as gospel, for uh, want of a better phrase. But at the same time, I don't know. It, it never really. What I liked about it was it didn't really. It didn't force these sort of things down your throat. It didn't. It wasn't all happy clappy and stuff. I mean, it's a horrific film. So it it didn't feel like it was. Oh yeah, God's amazing and and God's doing all this stuff because it's horrible things happen to him and it always horrible things always happen to him. Um, so it, it isn't a positive sort of pro-religious film as such. Um, so I did find that quite interesting. The only problem I did, but I, at the same time, I didn't love the film. Um, what, I ten, what I found is really in the last sort of half, maybe last third, it just pushed things a bit too far. Um, and it was just kind of... It was more, I mean, fair enough, the sort of escalation of what was being done to... Tori, yeah. I mean, fair enough, you make it really brutal or whatever. Yeah, um, it, yeah I sort of understood that uh, sort of sort of increase, that sort of crescendo in brutality of it, whatever you want to call it. But I think what really bothered me was, um, again, this is slightly spoiling it a little, but 
but other characters started getting in on the abuse and it wasn't just the man and I just didn't buy it I think was the main problem I sort of I, I was it was when it happened it was a bit like hang on why are these guys getting involved and it just it, it just it started to get a little bit ridiculous especially because the sort of uh, abuse was getting so strong and so continuous and but bribery bringing in bringing in other it was getting ridiculous already but then by bringing in other people in who previously hadn't been that uh, sort of nasty towards him at all. It just it just felt like it was going too far, and it just didn't. I just didn't buy it. I just didn't buy it. Um, but that said, as I mentioned before, it's 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 still a powerful film and it's still interesting, quite original, and uh, yeah, uh, quite I quite liked it. Yeah, I mean, it's in a weird way, it sort of reminded me of the remake of We Are What We Are, which is also in um, the director's Fortnite, um, where it's about this sort of fucked up family. And it's got this slow build, and then it comes to this, and it, as it escalates, it becomes a bit more ridiculous. Yeah. Characters act in sort of unbelievable ways. Um, so it's, it's, it's quite similar. I'd probably preferred this, though, in all honesty. I think yeah. it had a more consistent tone to it. Um, but, I mean, um, but I, again, I just felt as if it, it, it took a little bit too long to start kicking in. It was just, yeah. it was just a bit, it took a long time before. The real abuse, because the abuse is there almost instantly, but in very small, subtle ways, yeah. And then that's sustained for quite a while, and then once it went to shit, it went really bad. And I'd felt as if it had been more effective and more, maybe even more believable if it was a slower build. Yeah. Um, It just, because it all happened at the same, not at the same time, but it all happened in this sort of final act, the really brutal stuff. It felt a little bit rushed, so the pace was off. And I mean, and that, suppose, goes into the film as a whole uh, being our first film I, 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 felt, I thought it was a bit clumsy mm. um, I felt as if yeah, like I, said, I thought the pace was quite off I just thought the the writing was a little bit you know f- because of that final act because the characters got a bit stupid you know the scene with the chicken just felt, didn't quite believe it that you know obviously that sounds a bit weird it's not as bad as um, what's that other film with the scene with the chicken Killer Joe Killer Joe yeah, yeah. Um, and it just so it just felt a little bit clumsy, but actually it did have a nice feel to it. Mm. Um, the whole film, it was well performed. She's definitely a director to keep an eye out. Yeah, definitely. I did think it was good, but I can remember the the, 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 the minor miracle that um, Dave chatted about um, when that was quite early on, and I, I did think I need to leave the cinema now. <laughs> when that happened, it was so. But, but it, it was it, so minor; it wasn't as though. Yeah, it recovered. It did so, recover, yeah. but I was fearing the worst yeah. when that happened. I was like, "Oh my god." I mean, the minor miracle is that he just, this car breaks down and he prays and it, it starts again. And it's... It's a little bit like... It's a little bit shit. Um, it, they could have, I'm sure the, you know, the, I'm sure there's more inventive ways of, of doing it than that. But, um, yeah, but ultimately I thought it was good. And I really felt a sense of threat from the from the dad character, actually. Yeah, he was pretty terrifying. Um, and you did fear for the character, so that was nice. Until, t- again, towards, as it escalated. Um, and, the, and it is brutal and it is kind of shocking, but... Doesn't quite, you know, kind of doesn't quite work. Um, but it was, yeah, it's a pretty good film, pretty good, yeah. pretty good, yeah. Cool. Then yeah. was it Levita Del? Then it was, yeah. Well, yeah, I think blue or blue is the warmest color, which is sort of the English title. Uh, but yeah, in French, it's La Vie Del. Oh, this was a weird film. An unusual. We film. um. We were there for the premiere, which was quite nice. Actually, we were sat right near the actors and the director. Yeah, we got and, amazing. Um, so that was. Good. Um, so, but the film, and, and it's quite important. In, I didn't say that for showing off or anything, but you know, just in terms of 
sort of what the film is about and what happens in it. Um, if you don't know, it's had quite a lot of controversy, bizarrely. It's been positive. Really positive. It's surprising. I, I'd be surprised if it didn't win by the same <laughs> the reviews and this sort of love Which it's a bit staggering. But anyway, yeah. so the, the story is called La Vida Del. It's the life of Adele. Um, and it is about this teenage girl, 17-year-old girl, um, and her, you know, and it's her, and who she is, she's, um, she's, um, uh, uh, the equivalent to um, college or high school, or wherever you're yeah. from. She's not 15 at the start. She no, she's 17. 15, yeah. okay. Isn't she? Because she yeah. has her 18th birthday. In the... Unless it's stretched oh, okay. over a long period it of time. Is, it, yeah, it can, and it's if that, not always that clear. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Too. So, anyway, whatever. But she's, she's a teenager. She's at school. And she, she has a sort of brief fling... Um, with this guy that um, she likes, and it's just about it's just, it's a pure coming of age story. There's no more to it than that. Um, and then she ends up meeting, she ends up seeing this girl with blue hair in the street, and there's a bit of a you know a love at first sight, sort of eyes cross, and this then sets the seed in her of exploring um, like sort of a, a kind of a, a sexuality. Yeah, yeah. And in, there's an encounter with a close friend, which doesn't go according to plan. And she ends up going to this gay bar with one of her male um, gay friends, and the, she meets the, the girl with the blue hair again. And then they embark on um, a, a, um, a kind of a, a lesbian yeah. relationship. Yeah. And we follow that for quite a few years. Um, yeah. yeah, the film is three hours long. Um, I mean, the yeah. biggest thing about this film, the the biggest talking point, and I would imagine if you don't see it at Cannes, you probably won't see what we saw. In all honesty. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, it, it will get cut. It will get cut. It should get. Cut. It should get cut. It involves the most graphic sex scene I've ever seen in a film outside yeah. of porn. Yeah, it is the most graphic. Um, I mean, it, at the beginning you saw like an, that erect cock when they're fucking, and, and it, you know they're not hiding it. it no, it's which is fair enough. I mean, fair enough. Yeah, no. In that scene, it was like okay, okay. it's quite brief. It's a bit like whoa, hello. Although I always do think I can't believe the, she actually had to have done that. Yeah. You know, um, but um, but that was nothing in comparison to what you see um, in this. They are there's probably there's maybe like three or four sequences. The first one is the longest. That's probably what about ten minutes at least. Ten minutes, ten minutes yeah. of the most excessive, in my opinion, gratuitous sort of. Les- you know, you see everything. Yeah. I mean, I'm not joking. I mean everything. Clitters on clitters, rubbing. Um, I mean, you see, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go into in detail, but it is long. Um, it was it was so long. I mean, it was it was so long and so excessive. People in the audience, every, you could feel it. Everyone was starting to there was those little giggles, and everyone was getting uncomfortable and shifting. There was a couple of walkouts, and it's like, but it, it wasn't it was like uncomfortable in a kind of oh, you know, people are. It was uncomfortable because it just didn't work. It was just too long. It was, and it was way too long. I mean, fair enough. Obviously, I have no problem with them showing the sort of uh, having a sex scene. It was an important part of the relationship. But it just went on and on and on, and it just got more and more graphic. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Is it that- added nothing. Yeah. And it's weird because it's surrounded by what was really... I mean, I will say that it's, it's brilliantly acted and brilliantly written. Yeah. And, um, we haven't gone to the fact that the film, in essence, is when it works, is It really works. And, and, and it's surrounded by what is a quite a sweet, tender, um, very witty, funny, you know, coming-of-age story that of, of the, like... Of the quality, you, you don't see it. You just don't no, see no. it. Um, and then there's these sex scenes which jar like a bastard. They're just so excessive. Um, 
but um, but saying that, I mean, but and also the other problem is the length of the of the of the film. It's three hours long. Yeah. If it was an and it's officially it's part one and two. So I don't know if it's two films or two, we're not quite sure why yeah. it is that. But part one where it is about them exploring their lesbian relationship yeah. is fantastic, and yeah. it's and if it ended there, it would be a great film with excessive sex scenes, which they're, they're going to cut. They're going to have to cut it. They, they will be cut. So I imagine if it's they cut it there, that would be a great film, a really great film. But then it sort of jumps to a few years later when they're in the middle of a relationship, they're living together, and that is when the film sort of dies a little bit. Um, it's still well performed. It's yeah. still f- often funny, and it's always kind of interesting. You know, it's not, you're never bored, but dramatically it doesn't do anything. I mean, no. it's then you know it was a great insight into this like this development of this sort of relationship and her exploring her sexuality. That was great, um, but then. It just becomes a relationship drama, like what we've seen a million of times. Yeah, it had all the Cheating, usual, yeah, all the usual arguing. Sort of milestones or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, the, even the kind of balance of one of them stays at home and cooks, and mm. one of them goes to work, and everyone thinks it's intelligent, and you, you know, it's just blah blah. You know, it's just kind, you know, it's good, but yeah. we've seen it so yeah. many times. It's the same as I was saying about behind the Kent library. It's like the really, again, that was very well made, but when it came to the actual content and sort of the story it was just a little bit like it just wasn't original enough i mean you don't need every film to be totally unique but it's it's just so sort of textbook it was just a bit like oh i just wasn't that interested yeah exactly um so i, so I, don't, I mean i don't know what they're gonna do with the film they're, they're, like i said they'll definitely cut it it's gonna do pretty well i think yeah. and everyone's really loving it i'm That's so surprised crazy, it? yeah so surprised i mean and it, actually as i say during the film you could you could sense people were getting a little bit what the, it felt a bit uncomfortable. It felt a bit unusual, but, but it, when it finished, it, it was in, like in a, one of these epic sort of standing ovations. I mean, that's why I mentioned that we were there because yeah. it was you know we, you could feel the atmosphere in the room. All the cast and crew were there, and people. It, there was a lot of laughter during those scenes. There was every time it happened, people were constantly walking out. And I was thought I was almost thinking it's going to get booed. Yeah, because Can is notorious for booing. I thought it's going to get booed mm. because they were so excessive. It felt. A bit sleazy, this sort of like middle-aged male director. I mean, the girl is was it was seventeen, eighteen when she yeah. filmed it. She's nineteen now, and it it felt so exploitative, mm. it, and because it, it was so unnecessary, it, it was a bit it felt a bit weird. In all honesty, yeah. and I just thought it's going to go, it's going to be booed to fuck because people won't like yeah. that. I think if Lars von Trier directed it, it would have been booed. Yeah, but, but it said it's the, the most lauded film. Yeah, and it had this insane yeah. standing ovation, yeah. and it was. I don't know if it's because it's French. I don't, you know, I don't know. Is well, it? I mean, as I say, when it, 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 it is when it when it's at its best, it is brilliant. It's, yeah. So I mean, so I, I can see why people are really liking it, but yeah, I don't know. It's just so excessive. Cut them sex scenes. We'll do it a lot of favors. Trim an hour here. You know, <laughs> and it's easy to people go, "Oh, you're being a prude." It's like, no, it's bullshit. It's just, I know, I've watched it all day. You know, I kind of enjoyed those bits. Yeah, those <laughs> were, yeah I don't lie. They were quite. But, um, it, yeah. it just didn't work for the story and like I say it did feel exploitative it felt unnecessary it didn't add anything it, it even was used as a it sort of became a bit of a joke like the way it like went from like this normal conversation scene with them talking to the parents and then it jumping straight into this hardcore yeah. sex and it just just didn't fit, sit right at all and I have no idea why he, he feels the need to kind of show it like that mm. but ultimately very very good yeah. Um, I'll be very interested to see what happens. Yeah, we'll, we'll see tomorrow night. We will, yeah. If it does anything here, but I'll, I'll, I'll be interested to see what kind of release it gets, or if anything more happens to it. 
after yeah. this festival. Often they don't. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if this does. Mm. Um, cool. Yeah. Well, next up was uh, Nebraska. Uh, yeah, this is Alexander Payne's, <sighs> <laughs> Alexander Payne's latest film with uh, Bruce Dern. Um, oh, what's the name of the guy? Will Forte. Will Forte in it. Uh, yeah, and it's 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 kind of a road movie. What it, what happens is uh, at the beginning, uh, Bruce Stern's character is an old man, and he's uh, got sort of early earlyish signs of dementia. Uh, he's lost it a bit, but he's not totally gone. Um, and he he gets one of those sort of millionaire sweepstakes uh, things that you get with like the uh, Reader's Digest and things. It's one of these. It's a scam. It's basically wants. It's trying to get you to do a magazine subscription, but it makes out. At the, t- at the top, it says you have won a million pounds, whatever. Uh, and obviously, he's he's got dementia. He believes it, and he's he's just obsessed with this uh, letter that he's got saying that he's got a million million dollars. Sorry, not pounds. And um, so he and on the le- on the back of the letter in the small print, it says you need to take this to uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, to collect your winnings. Um, so he's obsessed with going down there. Unfortunately, obviously, with his age and stuff like that, he, well, and he's got a drinking problem. He can't drive. He's, he doesn't have a driving license. Um, so he keeps just wandering off. He keeps wandering off and trying to walk to uh, to Nebraska, which is like two days driveways. Like, and what did they say? Eight hundred kilometers away or something crazy like that. Um, again, all his family sort of uh, sort of a bit troubled by this. But what happens is his son. His sort of uh, well, he's got two sons, but he's, I guess he's the youngest son. He looks the youngest son. He's the youngest. Yeah. Uh, David. Um, he. Um, he sort of he eventually decides to just take his dad to Lincoln, Nebraska. They've tried to explain to him that it's a scam. There's no money, but he won't have any of it. So he just says, "I'm just I'll take you to Lincoln, Nebraska to collect your winnings." Um, and, and and obviously he's just doing that because he wants to. Uh, he well he wants to stop him wandering off, but he also wants to sort of get to know his dad a bit better. They've they've not had the best of relationships. His dad's a man of few words, and he's. He's had, a pro- <laughs> he's had a great big alcohol problem over the years. Um, so he wants to take him on this little road trip um, up through America and uh, and uh, get to know him a little bit better. And While he still can, obviously, because he's, he's uh, obviously dementia's kicking in. So, yes, yeah, so they go on this road trip. Um, and on the way, they stop in their old hometown where, where um, they... Well, they both grew up there, I guess. Um and they meet sort of all the uh, people who, all his old sort of friends and family and all this sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, and that's all there is to it, really. It's quite a, it's a simple sort of um, straightforward little film. And uh, what do you think about it? Uh, me and Darren had quite different opinions on this. Uh, yeah, I, well, I was a lot more positive. I won't say I loved it. I mean, I was still a bit disappointed because I was really looking forward to this. Uh, I, I do like Alexander Payne's films. Um so I was looking forward to this quite a bit. Uh, and it is a bit of a letdown. For me, it was more that it was just quite inconsistent uh, in a number of ways. Part, I mean, partly just in terms of uh, of the actual sort of scenes. I, I, I felt the the sort of first third or whatever, the, the sort of the beginning of the film, I, I thought was very strong. Uh, I liked it a lot. Uh, and uh, this sort of a small chunk, the sort of finale as well, I actually quite thought was quite sweet. Because uh, those bits are really when they're on the road trip and also the the bit that pre- precedes that. Um, I just found those bits sort of, sort of quietly sort of melancholic. 
It's got a light humour throughout that I quite liked, quite got into. Um, I just like it. I do. I, 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 it was. Um, I just found it quite a, a nice sort of. Uh, what's the word? Sort of. A, it was. It was like a, the whole film as well as about as being about them was sort of a, a nostalgic sort of trip through through a dying part of America. Really, the, the dying sort of Middle America. Uh, the sort of old sort of um what's the word for it really this is a small town america really and obviously with with a finance there's and there's mentions of it in the film with the whole financial crisis and all this sort of thing the sort of small small independent sort of shops and small towns and things like that are just dying there's nothing there anymore it's all it's it's just gone and there's this as i say this air of melancholy that that comes through with that and I, i just found it quite I mean, it's not moving, it's a bit too light to be moving, but it, it just had this nice sort of atmosphere to it. And again, it was I found it quite amusing. But, as I say, it's very inconsistent. Uh, so especially more in the midsection when they stop the road trip and it sort of just hangs around their old hometown, as well as sort of dropping the pace a little too much and making it get it, losing, losing interest a little, um, it sort of lost what I quite liked about the film. Plus... Um, uh, it just became a bit more inconsistent. Some of, there were a few nice little humorous moments that worked, but there's quite a few that didn't. Um, and the main inconsistency, uh, which was which was more, much more apparent in that midsection, was the performances. And obviously, in the midsection you've got more actors involved. But the performances were all over the place. Bruce Dern was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant as the, as the sort of old father figure. Uh, a nice, quiet, sort of subtle performance. Uh, sort of believable but still with enough character to be quite an interesting and sort of um I say likable character he, he, he was an odd character he's sort of likable even though he's very quiet and a bit sort of miserable and uh, obviously he's an alcoholic he's not been a brilliant dad or anything but I, I enjoyed watching him on screen uh but then on the other side you've got like his son who was just really bland and not particularly you just I, I don't know he just wasn't an interesting character at all and the performance was just pretty weak and then you've got, like, way in the other direction where you've got, like, the mother, the mother of, uh, of of the guy, well, the wife of Bruce Dern, uh, who was atrocious. She was really over the top and in all the wrong ways. Not not necessarily... They were trying to guess... She was guessing trying to be just... Because her character's supposed to be big and, like, over the top and, like, a bit disgusting and stuff like that. And it just didn't work. It was way too far and just felt very caricatured. Uh, and, and in fact, the whole sort of all the people sort of me are very caricatured, which uh, I know Darren will disagree later on. I didn't mind that. I, I didn't mind that because I felt most of the characters were pretty much all of them were sort of a, a caricature and it kind of got away with it. That was part of the humour. I quite enjoyed that. But some of the actors just, it, they weren't all tapping it into it in the same way, if you know what I mean. Like uh, there, there was these two sort of cousins uh that were quite funny. It was very silly, and sort of the humour was a bit obvious, but but they they were quite fun to watch. Um, they almost had a little bit of a Coen Brothersy type vibe to those guys. Uh, but then there's others that just didn't, it just 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 this wasn't working. They were either way over the top, or they just they clearly didn't understand the humour themselves or something, and they were just bland and just shit. So so it's a bit. The whole film in general was a bit all over the place. There was, there were bits that worked really nicely, and then there's bits that were just just totally fell flat and were, were a little bit embarrassing. Those one scene in particular, I just, I, I was bafflingly bad um, where he meets this, uh, 
this lady who runs the newspaper and just has a conversation, just a random conversation in the film. But but she was awful. And as as mentioned, I mean the 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 guy, the son wasn't particularly good either. So it's just it was just it's just a painful, painful scene. But I don't know. There's just something about it just kept me there. It, it's it's I liked the atmosphere. I liked the humour, and and it kind of worked. So I, I, I liked it, but it was it just felt like a missed opportunity. There's a lot that didn't work at all for me. But yeah, but Darren's gonna. Um, do <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah, as Dave hints, I, I really hated this film so much. It's hard to express. No, it's not hard to express at all. It's going to be very easy to express why I hated it. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, the first thing is that this, the inconsistency that Dave chats about. I mean, the performances... I mean, the, ultimately, it is the performances which meant... Uh, why I hate the film so much. Bruce Dern is great, um, but, that's, but that's that's where it ends. Um, and everybody else, for me, just didn't work in the slightest. I mean, the, in the, this, and this creates all the problems. So, like, there's... Characters that were there for comic relief, like the mother character, who seems to scream and shout every single one of her lines. Every one of her lines is pretty much a gag of some sorts, a bad gag. Um, and then there's two cousins. They found them really funny. I found them painful to watch. But it, just because that they were there purely for light relief, it, their function was so clear. Um, and then they just didn't seem to fit with the Bruce Dane character. Um, and this is so. It's this inconsistency in performance style. I mean, when we did the other podcast, we was on, I was on about the Great Beauty, and mm-hmm. all those characters were quite heightened, and there's really character, character, almost caricatures there. But that works because there was all they all fit. They all seem to fit in the same world. And you mentioned the Coen Brothers. Yeah, they you know they have they all their characters are sort of really heightened. But for some reason, they all seem to fit. They all seem to work. Mm-hmm. In this film, there was like for me, there was. From the absurd to the to the quite you know to the quite naturalistic and in it for me there was no the performance I wasn't consistent and then we were chatting about it and it's like well actually you know think of the descendants and the and the the, the girlfriend's brother and you you know actually it's something that I think is hmm. is that a problem with yeah of these having some of these characters this inconsistent performance style that for me just doesn't quite I mean I do like some of his films I love some of his films hmm. but I do but in here for me it magnifies that actually. Maybe him with actors is not his strongest thing, no. or or getting that consistency, and and, and ultimately it, it missed what I thought it was going to be. The, the opening scene starts with him sort of walking down this sort of freeway, and the police stopping him, and he's saying, "I'm just walking to Nebraska," and the policeman goes, "Oh, okay," and he walks in with him, and and it's touching. It's it sets the tone of the film. You kind of get the and I I literally when I watched that f- opening scene, I thought this film is going to break my heart. I just thought this film was going to break my heart because it's this guy who's clearly got dementia. He's risk, you know, risking his life to, to to hunt for this dream that's you know that mm. everybody knows other than him um, that it's you know it's it's it's, it's a sham. Um, and I just thought it's going to be a really touching, heartbreaking sort of exploration of dementia and this relationship between his father and son. And then what you got was this cartoony sort mm. of silly and and because the son Will Forte is so bad and he's not there for character like relief he's no. he's meant to play a, you know is 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 him and Bruce Dane would carry yeah straight guy carrying the sort of emotional journey but he's so fake he's so wooden he's so like david said he's so bland there's no depth every single line is played on the surface um so you don't believe anything he says his intonation it's all wrong it's just full it's just bad performer it's just and he's actually from saturday night live and you can see it you can just see that 
it's just all on the surface. It's all on the. I'm not saying that people from Saturday Night Live can't be yeah, amazing, actors, amazing actors because they are. But what I'm saying yeah. is, I, it's obvious his background isn't drama. It's so obvious, and I I would bet anything that he will he will never make it as a dramatic actor, um, unless this is just a bad. But I, I, you can tell, you can just tell he does not have it, and so in that sense. It just doesn't work emotionally. So it's not an exploration of dementia, really. It's, it just happens to have dementia. Mm. Um, and so there's no emotional side. There's no... You know, you, you never... It's not hard, It's not even close to being heartbreaking. It's For me, it's kind of light comedy. Mm. But then the comedy becomes so broad because of these cartoon characters that turn up. It just... So it, none of, nothing worked. I didn't find any of it. A couple of the odd lines were quite funny. I didn't... You know, I, I didn't want to engage. I found it a bit dull. Um, and I just hated all the characters. I just, you know, I really, you know, that, he said the mother character is vile. I hated the son because it's so bad. The acting so bad. Yeah. Mm. Bruce Dern, you know, he's not even a great. He's a, he's, he's a great character, but he's not a nice man. You know, he's filled with problems. But um, so it's really odd. And there was a, a scene towards the end where it, I thought it was going to just have an amazing ending. I thought it's going to nail the ending where. Don't want to ruin it, actually. I, I didn't mind it. <laughs> um, I won't ruin it now. But it's just this moment where the you know it was played, and it was a, it was, for me it was the only moment of genuine sort of truth in the in the performances and the emotion of yeah. it. The rest of it was is, was quite big and bulky, and it's quite loads, a few set pieces, and and there's this one brief moment that lasted ten seconds, and I thought that was going to then set us up for an ending of pure sort of heartbreak but and it and it was a, kind of a really nice moment but it sort of came and went and and yeah the ending wasn't terrible it's you know it's just yeah it wasn't terrible wasn't great but I think the film had long lost me by that point really yeah. in all honesty um so yeah <laughs> but yeah. you know that's what, that's what makes films interesting as well isn't it different opinions and all that and that's the thing it's just like if things don't work for you there's, there's fuck all you can do about it do you yeah. know what I mean and if it does work for you then you know you can you can tap into it's like you know we could have the same conversation about sightseers or something mm. do you know what I mean it's just like some things work for, for yeah. people don't they but um yeah because I could still see the flaws as I say I mean I had a lot of problems with it but yeah. as a whole it did kind of still work even though it was a bit clunky yeah. and do you, know, fucking it up. do you not know, think it, it could have been like some? It made oh yeah, it could have heartbreaking been sort of. Well, I didn't. I didn't think it needed to be utterly heartbreaking. I quite liked the tone of it. Yeah. Um. This sort of just a bit of a lighter, milder sort of sort of thing. I liked the fact that it wasn't necessarily. Well, I mean, it could have could have still worked as a much more brutal sort of depiction of dementia. Yeah. But it wasn't really about that in the end. It was more about self, his self respect and things. Yeah. Um, and I didn't mind that. I, yeah. I, yeah, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't mean, mean I wanted to be depressing. Like, I don't like I'm more. But I felt as if the dementia thing could have been a stronger sort of... It was pretty much of, a side, through, yeah. side sort of... And then it could have, so it could have still been light and funny, but then have these mo- just ra- moments that built towards the ending. Because yeah. the ending kind of was about that. It kind of came back around, you know. So, was, anyway, um, what do you think to the black and white? Uh, I think it looked gorgeous. <laughs> I think the film looked very good. I, I Yeah, I think... Black and white, I think black and white worked for what they were going for. As I say, mm. this whole sort of... Revisiting the past. Revisiting the past and, and the sort of... The decay of of that world, of that sort of side of America and stuff. I think mm. it worked. So I, I think he, he made the right decision. And it did it did look nice. Yeah. It, that did help with the atmosphere. And stuff do, do you know, yeah, cause I, think it, I think it worked. And you can see why he did it. Yeah. Um, but do you know what? kind of was freaking me out at the beginning and... I kind of got over it, but I, I think it freaks me out with black and white, like new black and white films. Is seeing new cars 
In black, in black and white. It's just the cars. <laughs> Seeing new cars in black and white <laughs> seems weird. You just yeah. expect them to be like these old... You know, because there's a lot of black and white films of now are usually set. Set in, yeah. Yeah. And then, so it's still definitely weird. Yeah. You think of the man who wasn't there or shouldn't just list or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, it was weird watching it. <laughs> it's a weird yeah, detail. People but... obviously don't change. They can yeah. stay the same. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. But it's really it did, weird. It didn't bother me there. <laughs> it didn't. It was just a bit... At first, it's like, oh, well, you know, a bit weird. Um, cool. Next next film we watched was On the Job. Um, I talked into watching this uh, because I'd seen on uh, <laughs> I Take Full Responsibility. <laughs> no, uh, it was in the director's fortnight. Uh, and I'd seen, I'd just randomly seen on Twitch, uh, on a, another website, I'd seen some... Um, bit of advertising. Yeah. <laughs> I'd seen some, uh, just a little bit of... Uh, but that buzz about it, I think one of the writers obviously had heard about it and, and liked it. I don't know if he, he must have known the director or what have you. And um, and uh, and yeah, and I saw a trailer for it. And the trailer showed uh, sort of an action thriller. It looks fairly sort of straightforward, but I thought, can we watch all these slow films, three-hour lesbian movies and things? It's like, let's watch something a little bit more sort of fun. And so, yeah, we had to give that a try on the job. Uh, what it's about is uh, it's from the Philippines. And it is a thriller. It's about a a pair of prisoners uh, who they are actually sort of, well, I'll say hired, but um, I don't know how it's it's forced upon them or what have you. But but basically they're hitmen and and, and it's sort of run by someone who has control over the prison and stuff. uh, And they send, they send these prisoners out. They let them out for a short time to kill their target and, and then they bring them back to prison. Uh, and they also, because they're doing this sort of favour for them, they, they let them have like a little bit more time with their families and stuff like that. Um, like a couple of hours or whatever, or an evening. And then they come back. Um, and obviously the idea then is it's very difficult to trace these people and, and, and discover that they've done this crime because on record, legally, and in everyone else, everyone's mind, they're in prison. So how could they have gone and murdered somebody? Um, so it's... Yeah, and on top of that... Uh, there is uh, a sort of a, a young sort of rookie policeman who's uh, who's trying to find out who find these killers and um, because they they kill like quite an important sort of political leader or what have you um, some I can't remember what it was but they it kills someone important at the start of the film and so this police this policeman's trying to track them down uh, but what sort of muddies the water a bit in in his story is his. Uh, father-in-law is uh running for to be the senate senator um sort of the country's senator uh and he seems to be involved somehow in uh in all these affairs in terms of the guy that was killed and 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 this policeman sort of suspects that there's something a little bit shady going on with his father-in-law so obviously he doesn't know what to do he doesn't know whether whether to sort of uh Especially as it goes on, he doesn't know whether he wants to sort of uncover the truth and fuck over his sort of new sort of step father-in-law, or if he wants to um, sort of cover it up. And and obviously the father-in-law offers him offers him great power and wealth and all this sort of shit. Um, so yeah, so it goes on from there. Uh, yeah, it's quite a, I quite like the concept. I mean, the sort of police side of things is very standard, substandard sort of uh, thrill affair. But the actual, the idea of having these uh, these sort of hired killers, hitmen, uh, working out of the jail, I thought it was quite a, quite a cool idea. And uh, when it opened, it opened on this sort of, sort of uh, 
I mean, it wasn't anything special, but it opened on this fairly exciting little uh, uh, job where they go and kill the guy, and it was quite brutal as well. He shoots him in the, in the head, and his whole head explodes, and so it's pretty pretty nasty. I thought, okay, this should be fun, uh, but no. From there on, it just sort of went downhill. It's 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 quite a poor film, really. Uh, it's just a very subpar sort of action thriller. And it's not amazingly thrilling. There's not a load of action. It's a little bit slow. Uh, there's, there, there, are too, there were too many sort of subplots and things and sort of extra sort of stuff added on to the film. It was, I mean, it was two hours long and it really didn't need to be as we keep going on and on at this festival. Uh, but, but it really wasn't. I mean, if you're going to make just a cheesy sort of action thriller, if you... If you realise it's nothing sort of groundbreaking, then then keep it at ninety minutes, keep it short and sharp and fun. It just got a bit dull, and and it really didn't have the quality to sort of to keep things going. Like the performances were pretty weak. As I say, the story just became really sort of bog standard. Um, it, it looked it looked good for, but it looked good for something that was quite cheap and from a country that doesn't produce a lot of sort of thrillers and things like that. And so I I, I appreciated that for their budget they did quite well in terms of visuals and things but at the same time it didn't look like anything new or fresh or whatever and it was just it's just really basic and never really exciting or fun enough to be anything special at all it, it was pretty poor really to be honest yeah um, same there's not much to say about no, it no no I mean there's a couple of things one was that the, it's it did like you say it had these subplots it was like the kind of really ex- explored the sort of family life of the older criminal there's an older one and then a new younger one mm. who were classed as the backup um and obviously the main plot with the the kind of political side the sort of murder case side and it didn't really tie anything up no the ending was really, really yeah, that's weird, what I didn't it? the just... ending was weird it's it was a bit all over the place and it yeah. didn't quite make a lot of sense it is weird nothing was really it's just so yeah bizarre and but what i will say is it did provide some amazing laughs with the translation yeah it's, well, the two things. One was weird thing was that they kept speaking in English yeah. and in Filipinian. Philipp- what do they speak? I don't know what the Philippines will speak, but yeah, whatever language they speak over there. But it, it was really, and, it, and we don't mean like one word. It was just like one sentence yeah. in English, one sentence yeah. in not even a whole conversation. It was, yeah. it was a sentence in one language, sentence another. Yeah, it was, that was really very weird. strange. And, uh, I mean, it may be normal, but it yeah. felt it jarred every time. It was, yeah, and as well, I mean, that really showed up the performance as well. When they started speaking English, it was really clunky. Yeah, like, exactly. Ooh. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> so I don't know if it was because they didn't speak English personally or if it was just, yeah. just rubbish. It, yeah, um, so we did, got no idea, but that was a bit jarring. And also, the, some of the translations they got wrong, but the best one yeah. was when um, this um, cop was being like quite vi- violent yeah, towards somebody. Cop, that, cop, yeah, sorry. good cop, bad cop. And the, what the bad cop was like being quite violent towards their suspect. And then the good cop took him out of the room and then pinned him up against the wall and the translation was do you fuck your mother do you fuck your mother and he's like yeah and he's like well don't it gives bad information <laughs> it's just it's like what I don't know any, but then was yeah was motherfucker was yeah, badly translated <laughs> even then it's a little bit odd but yeah, but yeah it's... But I think he's just saying are you being a motherfucker are you being a bastard are yeah, you being yeah. a motherfucker yeah I am I'm being he says well, yeah, like, yeah. well don't because He's not going to give yeah. you what you want to hear. I don't know. But there were a few other little errors things that that was, in there as well. It was the so. best thing about the film, I think. Yeah, because it, yeah, it was pretty yeah. dull, pretty bland. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, it, did, it did have some nice ideas. It did have yeah. some nice ideas. Yeah. Um, and it'd be interesting to see 
what you know, like a concept around the idea of using yeah. criminals to yeah. commit crimes. Well, I'll tell you what the most interesting thing is. I mean, at the start of the film, it said it was based on true oh, yeah. events. So I'd be really interested to hear yeah. what was true. I don't know if... Because, I Maybe mean, there is a place called yeah. the Philippines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, especially the way the film ends, it's like, it's not really tied up. So, obviously, a lot of the stuff, if the film is ended to go by, is still secret and still, like, going on. It's like, if it's true, it's like, how do they know? And, <laughs> and how are they getting assassinated right now? Yeah. So, I, I really, yeah, it must have just been some small sort of, small elements of the film that were true, um... So that that was baffling. And how the hell is it in director's Fortnite? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I was quite surprised by that. I, I can remember I looked at what the director had done before. He's done a few films before, um, but I don't think there's anything particularly notable. Although he's down to be doing ABCs of Death 2, because ABCs of Death just came out now. It's like a, one of these, um, what they call it, anthology-type films, where there's millions of little short films. Okay. Yeah. One for each letter of the alphabet, um, and he's involved in the sequel to that, which has got some high-profile directors on there. So I don't know if he's in the genre world, might be a reasonable sort of name, but if this is anything to go by, he's nothing special. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Uh, and that was that the last one we watched yesterday? It was, wasn't it? Yeah. And then I, I did actually watch one film this morning. Um, oh, God, and... Uh, it was an unusual film, so... <laughs> yeah, so... I don't know what I'm going to say about it. But yeah, I watched uh, The Dance of Reality, or La Danza... La Danza di, de la Realidad. Realidad. Anyway. Yeah, you should have done that. You should have done that. <laughs> anyway, Dance of Reality. Uh, uh, this is uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky, whatever it is. I can't pronounce his good name. But it's Jodorowsky. It's... Um, very famous. That's why we should just go to the Leeds yeah. Film Festival in the future. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. Bob Jones. <laughs> but no, yeah, uh, it's uh, John Rowski's latest film. John Rowski, uh, obviously, he's a direct, cult sort of uh, cult director from the 70s and, and 80s. Uh, uh, became very popular with El Topo and Holy Mountain. Um, very, very surreal, unusual, sort of bizarre, <coughs> fuck, fucked up sort of films that became. Uh, popular at the time, um, there wasn't really anything about like that around in those days, and it sort of became quite popular. Um, yeah, and this he basically hasn't made a film. He made Santa Sangre in '89, which is the last sort of well, sort of respected sort of cult sort of films. He made one more like, the year later, um, can't remember what it was called, and then he just disappeared. So from 1990 to now, he hasn't made anything. And he just it just came pretty much out of the blue. It's only been talked about in the last couple of months. Um, from what I've gathered, he made it made this new film uh, pretty much in secret. <laughs> um, so he's he just randomly after twenty odd years released a new film, which was obviously a big event. Um, it was it's actually premiered earlier on, like right near the start of the festival. Uh, but I watched the second screening of it, and it was still packed. So obviously, there's a lot of people still interested in, in the director. Um, yeah, and what is it about? <laughs> Fucking hell! Uh, well, actually, no. To be honest, it's not. It's it is a. It has got more plot to it than maybe. I mean, to be, I've only actually seen one of his other films. That was Santa Sangre, and I actually saw that in Cannes a few years ago. Um, but from what I gather from the other films, they're very obscure and sort of um, don't have necessarily have much of a plot. They're just a series of bizarre sort of uh, scenes and things like that. Uh, this. Uh, it's still 
utterly bonkers. So if you're a fan of the director, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, at the same time, it, 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 it's um, it's sort of a also semi autobiographical. I'd say I wouldn't say semi autobiographical because it's it's obviously fucking mental. But um, yeah, it's basically it's it's, it's about uh, Jodorowsky's life. It's, it's, it, he is in it uh, as a small well someone playing him as a small boy uh, but he is in it too so there's, there's someone playing him as a small boy and occasionally Jodorowsky himself appears on screen um just within the scene and and sort of he uh explains roughly what's going on which is quite handy uh when when some of the scenes are, are just don't make a lot of sense uh so it's basically a story about his life um but very obviously very stylized and very surreal it's not obviously it's not a straightforward uh, biopic by any means uh, although towards the end because uh, it's about him as a small boy he, he never grows above being a small boy in the, in the film um, but yeah and he's got a, a father who's a, a sort of a devout communist uh, but and a Jew, they're a Jewish family uh, his father's a communist and what ends up happening, though, through the film, although it sort of follows the kid and his relationship with his father, is because his father's very a strong man, very strong figure, and he's obsessed with making his son strong. Like, at the start of the film, um, John Rousey's got this long, blonde, very feminine hair, and, and the, the father's going crazy about it. He's just really angry at it. He's, he's like, saying, oh, it makes you look like a homosexual and all this, and he makes him cut it off and all this sort of stuff. So this man's obsessed with him being very strong and, and, and making his son sort of be a real man like him. Um, and it goes off on like that for quite a while. But then what happens is is the father goes off on a sort of a mission uh, with a, he plans with his sort of secret underground communist friends. Uh, he goes to uh, assassinate the, uh, the sort of the, di- the dictator uh, in... Uh, is it Cuba? I want to say Cuba. Uh, <laughs> anyway, somewhere. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, um, so he goes off to do that mission. And then the film sort of follows the father really more than he does occasionally cut back to Jodorowsky, uh, the young. The, I mean, obviously they're both called Jodorowsky, but Alejandro, whatever his name is. Um, it occasionally jumps back to him and, and his life with his mother. Uh, but really, it sort of goes off on one about his father going to kill kill this leader. Um, but it goes wrong. He doesn't end up killing him. Um, I, I won't go into the story too much. Cause it goes off on all, all sorts of different directions. But basically, um, it sort of splits off into sort of two for much of the film. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll give up trying to explain the plot. Um, but it's an, it's an unusual film. It's difficult for me to sort of... Uh, I wouldn't say I loved it. <laughs> but at the same time, it kind of... It kind of gripped me. It kind of grabbed me um, in an unusual way. The first ten or fifteen minutes, I was just baffled. I utterly, I, I was, I found it quite embarrassing, like embarrassingly bad. I think what helps. I mean, from what I've seen of his earlier films and from watching Santa Sangre, um, his films sort of are just driven by this surreal sort of nature. It's just that they're almost just a pleasure to watch because they're so unusual but they also look beautiful they look stunning uh, especially sort of his first his, his sort of El Topo and Holy Mountain f- from the clips I've seen and stuff it looks incredible like he's incredibly sort of uh, massive sort of uh, sets and things like that and all these very 
exquisitely sort of composed shots. Um, but here, obviously, he's made it on. He's made it sort of secretly. I imagine he's funded it himself or something. Uh, and when you look at the credits, um, it's sort of made by a, a lot of the people making the film are his family. A lot of the stars are his family and stuff. There's the Jodorowsky name, all of the credits. And because of this, uh, and because of the fact that uh, he's shot it on a digital digital video this time uh, instead of film, um, it looks very cheap. Uh, it doesn't have that same sort of beauty that some of his other films have. It, it, it really shows the fact that he's just sort of done it on the sly and done it on the cheap and there's a few effects because obviously with his sort of surreal imagery that he sort of has um, it's, it, there's a, a few special effects in there not a lot actually uh, but when there are they're pretty ropey and and not only that I think what looks cheap most of all is sort of like the sort of makeup and the costumes and the some of the sort of uh, props and set that he's got, because um, obviously he's big on having some unusual items in there, and and it with this sort of very clean modern digital cinematography, it looks it makes it look a bit cheap. It doesn't look as beautiful as the other films. Saying that, there's still some quite interesting visuals um, on display, and he's and he he's, he uses the color palette very well. There's some, some like very colorful sort of bold uh, moments in it. So I wouldn't say it looks horrible. It just has a sort of a cheapness that. That especially in the, when you first start watching it, it's a bit off-putting. Uh, and and what also doesn't help is the fact that the uh, in keeping it in the family and all this and using, I imagine it's mates and family that are acting in it by the looks of the credits. Is the performances are like are like really bad. Um, but it kind of gets it, eventually. It does sort of get away with it when it first starts. It's like oh god, it's like some sort of amateur student film but as with i imagine i'm guessing with these other films and from what i saw of santa sangre um you kind of tap into the to what he's going he's going for and he sort of accepts this sort of grotesque uh sort of cartoonish sort of uh execution and the, and the performances and the and the whole idea of it and and you just you kind of get a bit swept away in it and and by the end i i did quite enjoy it it's 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 i think it's i mean it's still quite dark and fucked up because this film tends to be quite fucked up um but there's, there's a bit more humor in this i found it very sort of bizarrely funny um i mean when you can't try and describe some of it it sounds stupid and and to be honest at times especially at the beginning it it does just feel the wrong side of stupid it's just a little bit like so naff it's it's sort of funny at times so it doesn't always work uh, but at the same time, I just, I don't know, I just found myself sort of, sort of getting into it um, enough to sort of stay, because it's quite a long film, but just to stay quite uh, hooked on what was going on, even though it was a, a little bit all over the place. I think it actually helped the fact that it had a bit of an anchor, it had the fact that it was, I mean, the this, this story kept going off on tangents, but uh, it was still about him growing up, and it was about the... And later on, it was about the the, the father um, sort of rediscovering himself uh, through various uh, uh, things that occur. So it kind of did have enough of a sort of a semblance of a story and a structure uh, to keep it from just being a load of random scenes of weird shit going on, um, which helped a lot as well. So, so yeah, it was an, it was a peculiar, odd little film um, that was kind of fun. Even if it but was not amazing. Battle. Not amazing. No, it didn't always work. It was it was a bit too cheap and just got a little bit too daft. 
times. There's quite a few walkouts. Obviously, a film like that's always going to have a few few walkouts. Um, but no, it did have did have some <laughs> just <laughs> bizarre films. I did quite like the mother character. The mother character. This can sound stupid, and anyway, it is pretty stupid. But I think uh, she probably got quite the most laughs in the film. Was uh, she? Uh, his mother, and she's the only character that does this. Never talks in the film. She only sings. Every all of her dialogue is is sung in an operatic form, uh, which when it first happens, especially, is quite amusing. I mean, you get used to it as it goes on. Um, but I actually felt though it actually made some of the sort of scenes between her and her son and 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 her husband fairly poignant. I mean, it, it, it's obviously ridiculous the film, uh, but because she was singing it in this sort of beautiful, <coughs> beautiful sort of operatic way, it made it almost quite. It made some of the scenes quite moving, which I was, wasn't expecting, uh, even though it's quite comical. Um, and there is a scene where she ends up pissing on her husband to uh, cure his plague, which is done full on, like, for real, which is, which you could tell shocks the audience quite a bit. And I've, I've, I've seen that mentioned in a couple of reviews I've looked at later. So, yeah, the, the, there's some crazy fucked up stuff going on. But yeah, so it's worth a watch if you're into that sort of thing. If you like messed up, surreal films that don't necessarily make a lot of sense, but are kind of a fun sort of ride, then uh, give it a try. Cool. Um, we're about to go set up for um, the f- closing ceremony oh, of Uncertain Regard. Five to six, yeah. yeah. Um, and so we'll watch that. And then tomorrow's where we play all the competition yeah. films. We're hopefully going to squeeze five in. Yeah. We may see different ones. We may have more than five. Yeah. We may see. Who knows? We don't. We don't. Know, we haven't seen the schedule yet. So. Yeah. Yes, yeah. One more, we'll do another one for Monday. Cool, so keep an eye out for that. Great. See ya.